0: All right, Justin, sing me a song about being in love with your ex-wife, but she leaves you for another man, but you still love her, but you hate her, but you end up loving her sister.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, I don't know. You had a bad day. You take it one down. You sing a sad song just to turn it around. Cause now you're with a sister, and now you're better or something.
0: There you go. Nope, that's a loss.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. I'm I would have po- accepted a half a point.
0: Any Garth Brooks song from the nineties, <laughs> because I just feel like that's what they're all about.
2: What if we went with like Billy Ray Cyrus? Because that's where I was going.
0: And Heather took a loss too. <laughs>
2: Not even achy, breaky Mm, heart?
0: Definitely not achy, breaky heart. Why? Because no, nothing is ever that song.
2: Oh boy. I forgot who's running the show. My bad.
0: Yeah, you guys challenged me last week.
2: (laughs) So it's going to be a no anyway, is what we're saying.
0: Uh, No, if you had done any Garth Brooks song from the 90s, I would have accepted it.
2: I don't know any Garth Brooks songs. I mean, I know know like
0: two yeah, You could have done either one of those. I would have accepted it. But no, you chose Billy Ray Cyrus, so you took a loss. I'm starting the episode now. Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And today we are doing an episode based on our essential movie lists. We rolled some dice, we figured out a movie, we all watched it, and we're going to do an episode on that. And this one is from Heather's essential movie list, and that is the 2001 Billy Crystal. Julia Roberts, Katherine Zeta Jones, John Cusack, Hank Azaria, Stanley Tucci, Seth Green, Christopher Walken, vehicle that is America's sweethearts. I feel yeah, like man. I'm I feel like I'm still forgetting somebody too. Oh yeah, Rain Wilson. No,
1: it, yeah.
2: Dwight. Yep. <laughs> yep. Everyone else, yeah. You've got the, the main players. Larry King if you want to do that. <laughs>
0: Yep, it's very much as much as his movie as some of the other people I already named. So with that, we are going to kind of treat this in general. Like always, we're going to talk about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between. We will do a non-spoiler section, recommendations, and then we will do our spoilers section. And then we also will at the end, we will kind of talk um, about this movie in general when it comes to... uh, the different scores from various websites like your IMDB, your Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience scores. And we'll also do a link a little bit with the box office. Talk about the budget, opening weekend, domestic and worldwide. Just to kind of see if the in general consensus with everybody else for this movie matches, in this instance, Heather's love for this movie. So, with that, Heather, you get to start us off since you chose this movie. <laughs>
2: yeah i feel like my love for this movie is going to be way far and above anybody else's love for this movie but um i mean call me crazy but i just it's such an enjoyable movie okay it's just one of those (laughs) it's it's just so it's just so entertaining to me and it's not even like there's anything spectacular that happens in this movie or anything you know, groundbreaking or anything like that. It's just the chemistry between the characters and just the, I don't know, the the dynamics that they have and just how the story turns out in the end. I just like this movie. I mean, it's a, you know, your quintessential romantic comedy. It's got all of your romantic comedy leads you could ever want. I mean, John Cusack, Julia Roberts, Catherine Zeta-Jones. It's got... Anyone you could want in a rom-com, and I love it. I'm all about it, and I don't even have, like, a specific reason that I love this movie, except I just find it entertaining, and I just think it is, like, it's a go-to movie. Like, I can just have it on in the background at any given time, and it's super good. It is, it's just, like, I find something in it, or I'll catch a line or a scene from the movie that amuses me no matter when i watch it so for me that is why i consider this essential for me because you know it's a go to i just want something that i know i'll enjoy watching something that's entertaining all of that and that is i found all of that in this movie as as crazy as that might sound because you know like i said it's not really by any means any of these actors best roles <laughs> but for whatever reason, it all works together when you have these actors playing off of each other the way they do in this movie. So I super enjoy it. I just, I think it's so fun. And I don't know if it has anything to do with, you know, like back in the early 2000s, I was, you know, in my phase of, oh, it'd be so much fun to be an actor, you know, that whole thing. And so for me, I'm like, ooh, like, would this be what? Life is like? Is this kind of like what happens between characters when you're a movie star? And like, I don't know. I just, I don't know if it was just that phase for me. And that's why I enjoyed it because it related to what I wanted to do at the time. But it was just super fun. I don't know. And I'm always a Julia Roberts fan. So there's almost no movie that I haven't seen of hers that I don't like her in. Even if the movie's not good, I like her in them. And I will say, I don't know. This, this is a really good role for John Husack, and I'll get into that more later, but I just think he was probably the standout in this. And, yeah, it's just fun. It's silly. It makes no sense a lot of times, but it's so much fun.
0: Justin, what about you?
1: Okay, so for me, this is the first time that, um, that I've experienced this movie. That This is kind of uh, one of those that I never got to. I remember uh, because I worked at the movie theater for a long time and I remember this being uh, pretty popular for a while. I do remember it hanging around the theater for quite some time, like weeks would pass. And I remember I would see it at the, the you know, uh, we had, a I believe, a one through 14. And, you know, normally when those movies start to get to about 12 through 14, they were on their way out. And this, I remember it just hung around in that 12 to 14 for quite some time because people kept coming to watch it. And rewatch it, and I remember uh just when I thought we were getting rid of this movie, it would just find its way you know then it would be it would it would then it would do it would split a theater with a movie, and there would be a couple of showings of it in the afternoon and you know, and then at night it'd be a different movie, so I just remember this had a long shelf life at the movie theaters, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and so that was something that kind of stood out to me. And all of the actors and actresses in it, I really like. you know these are all likable people so i can understand the appeal of this movie i mean i'm also um a fan of julia roberts um some of her better movies i think some of her performances are really top notch like i think that she's kind of one of those actresses to me or act or just actor stars I guess you could say um just that's in general like when she's on top of her game I feel like she's one of the best and then whenever she um you know and then whenever the movie isn't as you know isn't as good or maybe the quality isn't as um isn't what it used to be. I can always at least count on a spirited performance from her. It, it never feels like she just dials it in. So that's just something about her that, uh, it, it doesn't feel that way. So that's just something about her that I've always respected. Uh, Billy Crystal and John Cusack, I mean, I love those guys, man. I, I always felt like they were cool. I, a, anytime I watch them, they've got just a, a, a very likable charisma both of them and they've just got a way they've got a screen presence away with the camera so I like both of them and Catherine Zeta-Jones I mean for, for the longest time that was like uh, um, that was a celebrity crush when I was growing up for a long time I just think you know I just always thought she was gorgeous I always thought she was a beautiful actress but um when I saw chicago the 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 musical she really showed me something in that, like I really was like, dang man, she's like she's really good, you know, and so uh, and just following her career and some of her movies and stuff like that, and I like a lot of her movies too, and she's the same as Billy Crystal and Cusack she's got a very likable charisma, they all do, so if you put all these ingredients together when you're watching this on screen, you can't help but think about that. You can't help but like them. So because you like them, you ride along with this, even though I do think that the script is not, um, maybe I get, what's the best way to put it? I think the script is beneath all these actors and actresses. And I mean, I'll get into details and stuff, um, (laughs) more, but, They, but this is one of those where their performances keep it afloat and it's really over the top, which was a surprise to me. I thought that this would be a little more grounded. I don't know why. Maybe I just don't remember the previews or anything like that, but I was... Yeah. But I was surprised at how over the top this was. Like, I mean, the moment, the, the, you know, not, I don't think this is really a spoiler or anything, but like, you know, there's a scene with Stanley Tucci at the beginning and he just uh, automatically goes on this tantrum and it's very like, you know, it's super slapstick, very like over the top comedy. And I was like, OK, that was um not what I expected. And then as the movie goes on, I realize, OK, this is the movie. This is the tone they were going for. This is what they wanted. So I, so if that's your cup of tea, I think you will enjoy this. Um. Uh, but but yeah, but overall, I think that's the the main things I wanted to say about it. Uh, th- this script is not anything like Heather said. It's not a spellbinding script. There's not anything that you're you're going to see here that is going to, I think, transcend romantic comedies or anything like that. It, it's it's your typical romantic comedy ingredients, but it's the stars and the cast in this that really allows you to go along for the ride. So those are my overall thoughts.
0: I think Heather, you kind of said it right. This movie is entertaining. This movie is also a gigantic fucking shit show (laughs) and a gigantic waste of everything in this movie, (laughs) but it is entertaining. Like it follows all the typical beats from the early 2000s romantic comedies. It's the exact formula all those other movies go through. And I'm kind of with you on that, Justin, with that Catherine Zeta. I always love me some Catherine Zeta. Mm-hmm. I think it's from watching the movie What Entrapment at a very young age.
1: Yes, and seeing her un- ducking under the lasers.
0: Yep. Yeah, that was during a very formative <laughs> time of my life.
1: Yep, that's everybody's Catherine Zeta story. And I don't know if that's probably not good, but that, that is what it is, man.
0: <laughs> it's, that was very much during an awakening in my pubescent era. And so she'll always kind of have that spot there. Uh, same with Danielle Fishel. It, if you don't know, that's Topanga. But this movie, I'm, I'm still kind of with Heather, though, on a lot of this. I didn't have to buy this movie for us to do this. I already owned it. <laughs> it was already one of those movies. Like Heather said, I kind of put it on every once in a while. Uh, it had been a minute since I had watched it and I kind of forgot some of the weird racial things they get into in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I find it very disheartening that how many times do we always have these weird racial issues and it's Hank Azaria area. That's the character. Hmm. Cause he's also a boo from the Simpsons. Hmm. Is he
2: really? Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: It's he. It's because he does amazing voices. He does does. amazing voice work, and I think that's why for a long time he was always that guy that you would put of an ambiguous ethnicity to just do a role because he could always do the voice, right? And and it's it's also because sadly it's because he's very good at stereotypical voices. But overall, though, this movie is still. I don't know. It's still just something I watch. And I I just like the way you worded that, Heather, with it's entertaining. It still sucks so bad, but I'm entertained (laughs) when I watch it. So because
2: of the characters, right? I mean, it has to like it just there's something about the characters and I don't know. It's just their chemistry together that makes it enjoyable for me. Honestly, if it weren't for that, it probably would be unwatchable altogether.
0: (laughs) I think it's because of Billy Crystal for me.
2: He's great in it. Yeah.
0: I think Billy Crystal is what makes this movie for me. So with that. Yeah. I don't know. Let's go ahead and move in so we can really, you know, take a a bite into this movie. Uh, So let's do recommendations and scores. Justin, you start us off.
1: Sure. Um, As far as do I recommend this? I think that I would recommend this To fans of these cast members, like if there's some reason, like if you're a Catherine Zeta Jones fan and for some reason this is the one you haven't seen or, you know, maybe this is one that got by you or whatever, she's pretty good in this. I mean, why not? You know, if you if you are a fan of uh, any of those people that we've been mentioning, like Billy Crystal or uh, John Cusack or julia roberts i mean none of them they all do a respectable job with what was given in this movie so my problem my issue isn't anything with them it's more just like this is more this is one of those that just has a lot of like this is more writing directing issues more than anything but it's definitely not the uh actors and actresses. And I agree with you guys. I, there were parts where I was entertained. There were some jokes where I was like, okay, that was not funny at all. But there were some times where they, they caught me laughing. You know, I laughed more than once th- through this movie. You know, uh, there were some parts that were genuinely funny. So, um, I don't know, maybe you, they're ca- you're catching me on a good part of the week. So I can recommend it for those reasons. Um, I mean, but if you're somebody looking for like, if you're like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I'm a serious romantic comedy connoisseur and I'm just, you know, I want to watch something of some quality and stuff like that. I probably won't recommend this. This is like way over the top and stuff like that. So if your romantic comedy is more you like it a little more grounded, a little more drama than it is comedy. This is heavy on the comedy. Um, and it's very like over the top. So if that's not your deal with your romantic comedies, you probably won't like this. So with that being said, um, I'm split on this movie. I'm gonna give it 50 points for the actors and actresses. Cause I did like them. So I'm going to give it 50, uh, <laughs> v- very inquisitive dogs, um, that won't get off your <laughs> um, private parts out of a hundred.
0: Heather, what about you?
2: If you were a teenage girl in the early two thousands, like myself, I recommend it. I, and I think that's mostly why I enjoy it and, uh, why I can watch it now because I enjoyed it then. And I mean, I don't always enjoy movies I watched early on when I watched movies now, but this is one of them that I do. Um, Yeah, I think if you were a teenage girl who thought that being a superstar or a celebrity or an actress was like a really cool thing to do or it's what you wanted to do, I think it's a fun movie to watch. It's not that it is anything like what, you know, being in Hollywood probably is actually like, but, you know, it just it had the vibe of, you know, just like a young girl in her dreams type of thing. And, you know, it's just kind of like that not realistic version of, you know, wanting to be a superstar and it's just fun. It's fun and it's, and yeah, entertaining really is the word for it just because, I mean, yeah, Billy Crystal for sure is a huge reason. Honestly, for me, John Cusack is another huge reason for it because I think his, his performance in this movie is so Like it's so endearing and it's in those it's those endearing parts of the movie that make me like it a lot. And yeah. So I, I mean, I do not at all think like, Oh, this is, you know, you have to watch this before you die. (laughs) But for me, I want something fun. I'm having a girl's night or whatever. I'll put this movie on. No problem. You know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you if you like rom-coms and you like ones that are a little bit lesser, not the lesser known necessarily, but um, not the run-of-the-mill rom-coms that people usually watch, I would say give this one a shot and see what you think. Um, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, and I say that because... I actually own the DVD of this movie because someone disliked this movie so much that she just gave it to me. <laughs> so I realize it's not everybody's cup of tea, but for me it was just a fun watch. Um, so yeah, I, I recommend it if you're just wanting like a silly movie that you you don't expect it to be something to take seriously, and you know that they're obviously not taking it seriously either. So I will give this movie. Um, you know, I'll go with like, we'll give it 70, um, Larry King interviews gone wrong out of a hundred.
0: I'm very conflicted because according to Heather, I have to be a teenage girl in the early 2000s to enjoy this movie.
2: (laughs) Sorry, that's not quite what I meant. (laughs) You happen to enjoy all types of movies. Not everybody does.
0: And I like how Justin brought up romantic comedy connoisseurs those don't exist the romantic comedy (laughs) genre is just wrought with too much garbage for that to be an actual thing (laughs) but it's like saying a horror connoisseur there's too many shitty movies like horror movies to actually just be like oh i'm a connoisseur of horror movies but about this movie it is garbage it's terrible the fucking writing and some of the lines of dialogue in this movie are some of the worst you will ever hear in a movie,
2: <laughs>
0: but it is entertaining. And like I said, I, I do uh, enjoy watching this movie. I do every once in a while, just put this movie on as for a score. I, I don't know if I said, yeah, sure. I recommend it. Why not? Um, so for a score, I give this, let's just give it 70 misinterpretations of somebody masturbating while they're actually pulling cactus, uh, pins or needles out of them, out of their own genital region out of a (laughs) hundred. All right. So now for spoilers. And with that, since this is Heather's movie, you get to start the section off instead of me. So Heather spoilers. Say
2: what? Oh man, this is going to be fun. (laughs) Um, I mean, Oh, like we've all said, like it's honestly, this movie is run off of the characters and the actors playing the characters. Um, Billy Crystal plays the, essentially their agent, right? The agent of this couple that was like a power couple in Hollywood. No, no, no. That recent.
0: He's not an agent. He is. He's a, he's the publicist for the studio.
2: Right. That's right. And he's just been the
0: publicist for most of their movies.
2: Mm. Yes so but you know he's you know worked with both of them and they it's this you know for those that haven't seen it or don't know about it it's this power hollywood celebrity couple that recently broke up and everybody's devastated and they're really not doing well in their careers so they need this movie to work and they need people to go see it so It just becomes like a big thing of them pretending to be back together, even though they're not. And, you know, everything that unfolds because of that. So that is what this movie is about. And it's like it's a super basic story. And like everyone said, I'm not at all saying this is the most amazing writing. And there are definitely those jokes that fall flat or they're they're trying to be funny with them and they're just not funny. But there are some kind of subtle things that I think are very funny, Um, but mostly just like the poor tortured character of John Cusack. (laughs) I just think he plays the part so well where he's super messed up from what's happened and doesn't want to play along with this at all. But he does know that, you know, his career needs it. And Billy Crystal's character asks him to do it. So it's just like he's going along with it and he is... He's in it, but he's not wholehearted in it. He's just kind of like, whatever, you know, I guess it's fine kind of thing, you know, and just I love the scene when he and uh, Gwen, who is Catherine Zeta-Jones' character, are at the junket or um, or they're, they're doing the press conferences, I'm sorry, and they um, <laughs> they they you know, she's she's trying to convince everybody that they're, you know, that they're on good terms and all these things. And, you know, he, his character just is like not saying much of anything. And you just see him kind of like really kind of like zoning out when these conversations are happening because he doesn't even want to take part in it. And it's so funny to me. And then eventually he just gets tired of it and he just starts messing with people, just making stuff up to get them to stop asking about it. And I just think it's funny. Um, and also Billy Crystal's character, because he's very much a what a, you know, a PR guy does, you know, he's like, yep, these people are my friends and they're great and I love them, but I'm going to do what I have to do to get, you know, money and to get paid and to get this working. And he makes no apologies for it. I mean, he flat out tells you what kind of guy he is. Everyone knows what kind of guy he is, but there is still some kind of charm about him that makes you like him. So I just think his character was really well done. And I, I, I mean, and I wouldn't say, obviously, it's by no means John Cusack's best role, but it's one of my favorites just because I, I just like everything he did with his character in this movie. And Julia Roberts is, I think she's great in this. She's like, she's kind of like the diamond in the rough in this one. Like if there are any, if you could say there were any good lines In this movie, she's probably the one that had them. (laughs) Or even if they weren't good lines, the way she would deliver them made them better than they were, I guess. Um, There's just a couple of scenes of hers that I really like because they're just kind of more standout parts of the movie because the movie as a whole obviously kind of sucks writing-wise and story-wise. So I like the scene when she kind of confronts John Cusack after you know, they... um, they kind of like hung out one night and spend the night together. And the next morning he just kind of like runs back to Gwen, who is her sister and just kind of, you know, doesn't say anything about like his feelings for her and everything. And she just confronts him outside about this. And I love that scene. I I love it. She's just on point with everything she says and the way she delivers that whole scene. It's so good. So there's just moments in it that I think are well done considering the rest of the movie, you know? Um, Yeah. So, but I mean, just, it's just so funny because Catherine Zeta Jones character is also this very self-involved materialistic wants what she wants, only cares about herself type of person. And she plays that perfectly in this. It's very over the top. Like Justin said, like everything about it is super dramatic super dramatized it's really really over the top but it's still funny i mean she does a good job with it and just how she treats her sister and their whole relationship is just very interesting in this movie but they play it really well and another thing i also really love is christopher walken in this like he's in it for what like five minutes maybe (laughs) but it's really funny I mean, he's just, I feel like if Christopher Walken was actually a movie director, he'd probably be exactly like his character in this movie. He plays the director of the new movie that they're in, but he's not allowing anybody to see the movie yet. So he's releasing it and just his carefree attitude and how he's just like, I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care about ruining anyone's life. This is just what I want to make. And it's just so funny to me because he's like, just has no... Regard for what anybody else thinks, and it's hilarious. And that whole scene at the end, when you know they're trying to watch the movie with all of the people reviewing it, and just the his whole the way he went about that and introducing the movie—it's just so funny to me. And just watching him and John Cusack just sitting there laughing about what the movie actually becomes. He's just like, you know, it's just so funny because John Cusack is such at a point where he just doesn't care anymore about his career. And this movie that was supposed to be this really great, you know, romantic comedy has become basically a huge mess of a movie of just behind the scenes garbage of, you know, drama between the characters. And John Cusack at that point just doesn't care anymore. And I just, I don't know what it is, but I just love how they approach the whole thing. And it really is just a movie of nobody is really taking themselves seriously in any of the roles. And I think that also is what kind of makes it entertaining. Um, Yeah, I don't know. There's just good moments in it. Nothing super great, nothing fantastic, but just a few good moments, but just entertaining how everybody interacts together.
0: Justin, what about you?
1: It's weird when you don't go first, Sterling. (laughs) because i was like it
2: really uh, is i was thrown off i was like wait a minute
1: (laughs) he's just so used to it but um but, but, but no like some of the things that heather said i definitely agree with her um what what really makes this movie go is these actors and actresses and just how likable they all are in these roles i mean all of the 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 four main leads just have something likable about them that they have a likable quality and th- that is what kept me um that, that is what kept me watching this. Uh, but, but just writing and story wise, it's just, um, I I don't know. I I guess it's just this kind of over the top kind of comedic stuff. Um, I, I like it in spurts. I just don't know if I like it for my entire movie and then it's sometimes it's just uh it's just tough to invest i don't know i find it i guess sometimes it's harder to invest in characters because when the tone when nothing is serious about it then why should i seriously care i don't know it's just kind of that weird thing With. And then there are some comedies where they're funny, but there's still some like, but there's still like that line that they don't cross so that there can be some like dramatic investment. And I feel like this one, they were just kind of like, forget all of that. We're just going to throw all that away and just kind of have fun with this script and everything and everybody's just going to say for the most part what they think you know and it's just going to be everybody's just going to be super over the top so Catherine Zeta-Jones she's this arrogant and opportunistic but she's going to blatantly do that and there's going to just be parts where she just uh, it's just so blatantly obvious that that's what she's doing and stuff like that and then just some of the weird racial stuff with the like it's just interesting how, and I guess um maybe back then, if I had watched this movie back then in two thousand uh, you know it's kind of like back to the whole kind of Hamilton analysis I had. I think if I had watched this back then when it came out, it probably wouldn't have even bothered me that much, you know, or I probably would have you know rolled with it like I'm sure most people would, but when you watch a movie like this now, certain racial things just stick out like a sore thumb. And the Spanish boyfriend, who that's what they called them for half of the movie. Um uh and you guys just said the actor a bunch of times. Hank Arizona. Hank Azaria. Azaria, sorry. Thank you. Um that character, man, the way that he was written was a little uncomfortable. Like, and that might be putting it mildly, but it was just, uh, you know, like it starts off and it's like, yeah, you know, she Catherine Zeta Jones's character, she ran off with this Spanish boyfriend and the movie just made it a point. The writing just made it a point that we were just going to harp on that whenever we got a chance and his accent, you know, there were times where he would be comedic comedically or it was supposed to be comedic saying things wrong and mispronouncing there are parts where other characters make fun of him for the way he's speaking there are jokes in there like at one time Catherine Zeta uh, some um one of the characters calls him Ricky Ricardo you know they're kind of harping on the fact that you know there's a lot of that in here when it comes to him. And I and I could tell that I was supposed to laugh, but I just found it uncomfortable and maybe call it the times that I live in. Now, this racial stuff just kind of sticks out to me more. But because of that awareness and because of what's going on, you just can't help but notice it when it's in a movie like this. So I did find a lot of that just very uncomfortable like anytime he was on the movie just made it a point that you know he and and sometimes and you just gotta watch for that stuff now you know when you go back and watch some of these old movies and who knows uh, I'm sure there are some movies on my list where if I went where when we go back and revisit them I'm gonna be like oh man you know Wow. I can't believe I didn't see that at the time that I loved this movie, but this is one of those things. And this is why it's good to go back and see those things because this helps some of the arguments that we're having now about how people are portrayed. Minorities are portrayed different things like that. So yeah, I, I think I've said enough about him, but uh, but other than that, like there, there were times where this movie did genuinely make me laugh and kind of like what Heather said, a lot of those laughs just came when characters were interacting with each other. It wasn't because of a line that was attempting to be whimsical. It was never I never laughed at just over the top, like dumb parts, maybe a time or two. But really where I got my laughs and where I got my enjoyment of this was just when the characters were interacting uh John Cusack and Julia Roberts. There were actually some genuine moments there when they were um you went together and this sort of and this kind of love that maybe was there or they didn't quite know was there or kind of was developing well, she obviously had always had um had some feelings for him and it took him a while to get there, you know, but as that was forming and budding and things like that, I thought that both of them showed up and gave some genuine moments during some of those scenes. Uh, And, and and yeah, and like the other characters, I I think they all kind of had their moments. Uh, Billy Crystal, um, that, (laughs) the, the interaction with the dog, I mean, he really, made that you know what was funny about that wasn't the penis joking which there's a lot of that in here too there's a lot of penis humor in this as well that that's um but 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 i don't know maybe in comedies at that time this this time of year that this came out i'm pretty sure that was prevalent at the time but quite a bit of that too but what was funny about that scene was how Billy Crystal was reacting to the dog because the dog just will just will not, for lack of a better term, the dog just would not get off his nuts. It kept sniffing him and just kept, you know, and he's so, it is so awkward and uncomfortable, but he's just a funny guy. He's just such a genuine guy. So, I'm laughing because of how he's reacting. And there was a line there where he was like, go to the left. And I thought, and that got me, that got a laugh out of me. I thought that that was kind of funny. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, it was just things like that, that I, I did genuinely enjoy about this film, but the writing, I mean, you just know what's going to happen here. You know, that when, um, uh, when John Cusack's character sees the one girl in white, y- you know, immediately who that is. You you know who that was. You you kind of you kind of see where this narrative is going. And-, and, you know, you know where it's going to wind up and you can kind of see w- what direction they were going. And I don't know. It's not like the movie was trying to hide that from you or anything. But, you know, it's just one of those. It's super straightforward. You know, you kind of have this person that this guy is trying to be with and stuff like that, but he misses this other person who was the actual, who he should actually be with is right there in front of his face, you know, uh, though it was weird though, how they thought she needed to be, I guess, big and then lose weight and then be pretty, which that's another thing too, you know, that's kind of borderline too. this whole Thing that she lost that 60 thing? pounds. Yeah, she lost 60 pounds and then she was pretty enough for John Cusack. Eh, you know, that's another thing where the Jastin of today just doesn't know if he <laughs> likes that so much. But, you, you know, so the, yes, there are definite writing problems with this. But like I said, the actors and actresses keep this enjoyable.
2: And I will just say real quick on that, though, I actually and I totally get what you mean, Justin, about that, especially the whole, you know, Julia Roberts character used to be overweight and now she's not. But and I think maybe that's part of what I liked about John Cusack's character, because he he really played that like he's just a genuinely good guy that cares about what people what people's hearts are like, because there was that moment in there when He's just like, oh, well, you never looked overweight to me. You always looked good, you know, and I feel like that was a genuine moment. And I guess so for me, that's why I feel like it wasn't her getting thin or in shape or whatever that made him like her. It was just but you it's it's almost like she felt like that was the reason almost. You know what I mean? So but yeah, I know what you mean.
1: No, and that's true. He did say that. And, And when he said it, I was glad that he said it because um, otherwise I would have been yeah. more mad at it than I was but yeah that that's true and I will give the movie that the the character of John Cusack it wasn't like he suddenly was like oh man you're pretty now and, and so that's true I will give the movie that I must say I don't like going
0: last
2: <laughs> it's rough right it yeah, is you're in it's our super shoes. rough
0: for me because I'm like man you guys already said some shit man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, With this movie, uh, I, I do agree with you a lot, Justin, when it comes to a lot of that stuff. It's just, it really is especially cringy now. And I guess it wasn't, if you look back at the early 2000s, the words and things people were saying back then, I guess them just always like calling Hank Azaria's character a Spaniard with a lot of disdain in their voice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in this movie would have been commonplace i mean it was just so weird how they'd do it he was never hector he was just always like oh she ran off with a spaniard or oh he's a spaniard and you're just like what mm-hmm. what are you doing
1: yeah <laughs> i was like what
0: like when they're like oh it it's a spaniard so thing And you're like why are you saying spaniard like that <laughs> I think it was the tone that they use that makes it feel dirty because the word Spaniard itself is not like a slur or anything. It's literally just describing somebody from Spain, but there's just, the, it, it really is. It's the tone and inflection it's the face, like the, the facial expressions that they use because they're like, Oh, he's a Spaniard. And they would just cringe with their faces and shit every time they say it. And it does. It makes it feel way dirtier. Then I think it, then it actually is, you know, or not in the movie within the context of the movie, the, the word Spaniard might as well be a racial slur, but the word Spaniard itself is not. And it's just, yeah, it makes it feel so dirty. And and also with you, Justin, I, the whole, oh, let's put Julia Roberts in a fat suit. That's not even really a fat suit, but we're just going to say it is just this, right. give this character an arc. And I'm like, yeah, The sister doesn't need the arc like she's already got a great arc with the whole always in the shadows of of her other sister. And, you know, always like being there for her, never having anything for herself. There's already an arc there.
1: Yeah. So why does she need to be fat? And, And that's the yeah, you said it better than I did just then. And that was the problem. Like, why does she need to be fat? You know what I mean?
0: But then again, look back at the times. How many times yep. in mm-hmm. like the early 2000s was the whole, I used to be fat. Now I'm not thing a super trending thing in movies. Yeah, uh, You have Monica from yep. friends. You have uh, Ryan Reynolds character in just friends. You have shallow. How was around this time? You had so many movies that were based around somebody used to be fat. Now they're not. Like that yep. was one of the biggest cliches of this time period it was like, Oh, how can we put this person <laughs> in a fat suit? Eddie Murphy in the clumps. I know that technically that wasn't it, but it was always him in a fat suit. And then, you know, the energetic version of him was the skinny one. You know what I mean? It's still all the same shit.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's so and true. And you're also
2: right that like in this movie it wasn't even really like they they put her in, quote-unquote, a fat suit, but she wasn't even really that fat anyway. That was the most
0: low-budget fat suit I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> oh, Big Mama's. Big like, Mama's House is another movie from around this time doing the same shit. Yep,
2: that's true. Which I guess I'm like, well, good. I mean, I guess in the sense of like, they... I don't know. Like, I guess I was like, okay, with it more because I'm like, okay, well, I guess they're not saying, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I like that they... Made the fat suit not as fat because it's like not everybody goes from like a three hundred pound person to hundred and fifty pounds or whatever, you know. So I guess it was like okay, I guess maybe they're trying to make it more realistic because they said in the movie she only lost sixty pounds or whatever it was. But maybe they're I don't know. But either way, I'm like, she like what what was wrong with her before? You know what I mean? I don't know.
0: But at the same time, if you add sixty pounds to Julia Roberts, that True. equals a normal yeah. person.
2: Right.
0: (laughs) And they were just the way they were like, Oh, you used to be so fit. And she was like, Oh, I used to be so fat. I lost all this weight. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, Mm. like I said, it was a common theme in movies back then. It was so common, you know, to always Mm -hmm. have that transfer because I guess that was like peak fat suit technology. So everybody wanted to (laughs) fucking have that in their movie. And this one wanted to have it, but they didn't want to spend their budget on it because they blew their budget On having ninety billion A list actors in this movie, so (laughs) they just like stuffed some pillows into a sweater and put just a fat like the fat face mask thing on Julia Roberts, and they were like, "Oh yeah, this is the fat one."
2: (laughs) Yeah, but I'm yeah because I'm like it's not also like not everybody who like loses weight and gets in shape is going from like a three hundred pound person to that either. Like there are other you know, forms of just, I only wanted to lose 20 pounds or whatever. And they're just, every movie is so extreme about they were super overweight and now they're just super thin. And I'll give yeah, you that. So, yes.
0: At least it wasn't morbidly obese to correct, you know, physically fit person.
2: Yeah. And I did appreciate that. But I was also at the same time, like you were saying like, okay, like really, she looks almost like a normal average size person now, I guess. <laughs>
0: But like, but they would still do the tropes of every time that you saw her in the video footage when she was a quote unquote bigger, she was always eating something. They still did mm-hmm. that shit, though.
1: But yeah, Ren, they did.
0: Yeah. I've seen this movie a lot. I've picked up a lot of these things now. Um, but with this, I will also talk about I want to talk about one of the things that you brought up, Heather, with with Catherine Zeta-Jones. I think Catherine Zeta-Jones is the best actor in this movie like performance wise in this movie, because her doing those transitions of being that demon woman that these people know behind the scenes to that per- public persona mm-hmm. and just how she would also talk to her sister because she would still then talk to her sister in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. When she was trying to manipulate her sister into doing things and she would just constantly shift and she would do it seamlessly all the time, you know?
2: That's true. Yeah.
0: just the range of what she had to do compared to any other actor in this movie was vastly, I I think she did vastly more work than anyone else. Also, there's one racial thing that I don't, I don't remember you guys bringing up or, or Justin, when you were talking about it, what about, uh, what's his name? Oh, how did I forget his name? He won an Academy Award for little Miss sunshine played the grandfather. Oh, Um, my God. How am I uh, forgetting this man's name? Alan Arkin.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: What about him playing a Native American guru?
1: Yeah. True. Uh,
0: Yeah. They just put a tan on him and had him say just garbage shit.
1: Yep. Yep. And then I think there was even a line. So what exactly does that mean? And he was like, I don't know. I was like, oh, man. Mm -hmm. Well, even then,
0: that was mixing like. Cause he was playing a native American. Cause they do have lines that strictly do reference that. But that whole thing was kind of the stereotype of the Indian guru, you know, yeah. somebody from India that's a guru here. And it was kind of one of those sayings. Now don't get me wrong. Nowhere near as bad as fucking Mike Myers and the love guru
2: mm-hmm.
0: with how crazy it went with its stereotypes, but it's still just incredibly weird now. In the early 2000s, I one hundred percent understand why they did that now it just that those aspects of this movie do not age well at all
2: yeah definitely
0: but I mean still it's just one of those things that where this movie lucks out is a lot of those aspects end up being rather small parts of this movie, and with that the with the other elements of the movie kind of just end up overshadowing those most of the time, because like I said, those are very small parts of the movie. So at least the parts of this movie I enjoy have nothing to do with those aspects. They're very much removed from it. Yeah. But I don't want to give it a pass for doing those things. But like I said, I understand why, because nobody gave a fuck in the early two thousands. I mean, the early two thousands was just the wild, wild west of doing whatever the fuck you wanted in a movie. Mm -hmm. But now with it all, it just, like I said with Justin, it's just, you get very uncomfortable, very fast in some of these scenes. Anyway, let's move on past that. But I just, I still, I still find it. This movie's fun. I still, and it, it, and it makes no goddamn sense at all. The whole thing with John Cusack. <laughs> why would Julia Roberts character be in love with John Cusack in this movie? It makes no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> There is zero reason for them to fall in love in this movie, but they do. I don't know why. And you can in and, and it, it, I just, it, it it's mind boggling. He wasn't that good of a, a husband to her sister to begin with. I know that they're always mm-hmm. saying things like, oh, uh, oh, he's such a good guy. He was a good, you know, all these things. They keep saying those things. He's not, he's incredibly possessive. He's incredibly obsessive. And how could you not sit there and then wonder, like, you know, one night you're fucking or something like that. You're like, you're thinking, is he thinking of my sister? Because they did used to fuck because they were married.
2: Right. Which I do like that. She kind of brought up that in her little confrontation with him.
0: But I mean, it's just, it's so weird that like, that would be the, the thing. And it just, it happens over the span of a weekend, you know, it's just, I understand that they're technically friends and all this other stuff, but it's just like it's such a weird transition to happen, especially that fast. I'd be way more understanding of it if it happened over time. Like if this movie was like, you know, a romantic comedy that takes place over like two years or something. Mm -hmm. But this takes place over a weekend. And John Cusack's character literally goes from I'm obsessed with Catherine Zeta-Jones to I'm 100% in love with my ex-sister-in-law hmm that's weird yep <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't I don't quite understand making that jump I mean and also I'm not gonna lie I would never leave Catherine Zeta-Jones for Julia Roberts <laughs> it makes no sense to me even in that movie what is it contagion is it no not contagion what's the movie she did with Channing Tatum side oh, effect
2: um yeah side effect
0: Or side effects, whatever. Even in that movie where she's super scary, I'm still totally into her. I'd be like, yeah, you can murder me with medication. That's fine. Totally down for it. But, and even in this movie, when like you see her behind the scenes and all this other stuff, I'm like, yep, still worth it. (laughs) But like everything about this movie, like it makes me wonder is like, is that, even though this movie is about the movie business, well, not about it, but it has... You know, it's wrapped up in it. You know, it, it takes place within the movie business, if you will. Parts of this movie still feel kind of like fake in that regard of, you know, how like when a, like a TV show is about like doctors and shit like that. Yeah, they're doing vague doctor things, but it's never quite right. They're doing the things that look good on screen, but aren't necessarily what doctors would do in real life. You know, like how if somebody flatlines, they use the paddles. That's actually when you don't use the paddles, that type of shit. This movie still kind of felt the same way about like a press junket. Like it was the cinematic version of it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll be damned. I still like this movie.
2: It's one of those where you cannot explain the exact reason that you like the movie, but you like it. That's for me anyway.
0: It's mainly Billy Crystal and Catherine Zeta-Jones. With a little Stanley Tucci thrown in there because I do love some Stanley Tucci.
2: I can't believe I didn't actually bring him up earlier. He's great in everything he does but for him to be more of like a lesser standout character than anyone else is rare um but he still did a great job as his role in this
0: i mean stanley tucher's stanley tucher stanley tucci is one of those actors that we all love now and we always forget like 20 years ago all these like three minutes of worth of roles he would do per movie back in the day right that's true. I mean, this man was a character actor for so long and we all just kind of forget about it and like, you'll go watch a movie and you're like, oh yeah, Stanley Tucci's in this.
2: Yes. And I love it because he's, he honestly, I haven't seen him in something I didn't like him in.
0: I mean, he does do a very good job of being the bald, angry man.
2: <laughs> I will say easy A is probably one of my favorites of his though.
0: Of course it is. Cause you always like to bring up easy A when you get a chance. Cause you're just all over Emma Stone too.
2: I'm just saying the parents in that were so amazing. Like, I loved her parents in that movie.
0: Yeah, they were. They were good. I liked them, too.
2: I'm pretty sure you've said that before, Sterling.
0: Can you prove it? Yes. With what?
2: I'm pretty sure it was on a podcast. I feel like it was mentioned somewhere in a podcast.
0: Well, unless you can find the actual proof or sound clip or anything of it, it doesn't exist.
2: Challenge accepted
0: good luck at listening to like 146 different episodes to find my one throwaway line. I may or may not have said,
2: well, anyway,
0: but still great. So further on with this movie is I did some research on it to look up some things. So the IMDB score for this movie, which is a one through 10 scale with decimal points is a 5.7. And I think like 3000 people or something like that have rated this movie. so, yeah, it's got a 5.7. On Metacritic, it has a 44 run. Tomatoes is a 32, and the audience score is 40%. So, all things being considered, most fans and critics and everybody just did not like this movie, even more so than we, you know, our issues with it or whatever. I mean, Justin was the lowest score of all of us and still wasn't as bad as these. But yeah, they did not like this movie. But. This movie did have a budget of $46 million, which is a lot for romantic comedy, especially back then, but it had a budget of $46 million. opening weekend in the United States, $30.1 million. Domestic was a 93.6 million total.
1: Wow. Well, which was, bad.
0: which was big back in the early two thousands. A lot of people like, yeah, we're kind of skewed by nowadays standards when it comes to box offices a hundred million dollar movie back in the day was a big deal. And that's just shy of it. I mean, they even mentioned that in this movie, they are like, you know, they've made X amount of movies together and four of them hit a hundred million. So that's how close this was to that. But worldwide, this movie made one, uh, 138.3 million worldwide. So like I said, the rule of thumb, especially back then rule of thumb was, was two. And now it is closer to 2.5 times the budget but rule of thumb back then was two times the budget. So $90 million either way, domestically alone, it was a profit and worldwide it tripled the budget. So, so it was a hit. Yeah. It was a success for all standards, you know, metrically that you are looking at stuff financially for whether or not a movie was a success. This hit it. So in that way, it is kind of meta within itself that they were talking about these actors getting together and making hundred million dollar romantic comedies or whatever romantic movies. And it did it itself in this movie. So other than that though, before we do in this, I would like Heather, since this is your movie, uh, are there any final things you would like to say in your defense, at least on this one, since it was kind of panned by critics and everything like that. Is there anything you want to say in your defense for this movie?
2: (laughs) Honestly, I mean, with this movie, I'm kind of more of like, whatever you feel about it is probably accurate. Because even me, as somebody who is huge on this movie, like it's on my essential list of I enjoy this movie. Um, I realize every reason why people wouldn't like it. So I, I mean, my defense, I don't really feel like I need one just because I fully well know this movie is not a good movie but I still fully love this movie as much as I did the first time I saw it. So that's my defense for it.
0: And on that note, thank you guys for listening to the cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on Facebook at cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at cinema underscore Slayers. Check us out on the internet at Um We are probably going to actually debut uh, a different store for our merch. As soon as some of this stuff calms down a little bit just because the site we're going to transition to most likely doesn't have everything up right at the moment to make sure that they can safely keep up with orders and not put employees and people in danger for doing so. So keep an eye out for that. And we will do some more movies on this because we do have 60 movies. Well, 59 more movies to go on our own lists. And by the time you listen to this, I will be also aggregating the Cinefan lists down to 20. And I will explain why, what movies made, what, Uh, when we do release that list. It'll mainly be based on if Cinefans, uh, if I'm going to take all the lists, the ones that are mentioned the most will get automatically put on the list and stuff like that. Uh, I will take off movies that are already on one of our lists because we're already planning on doing those. And I will take off movies that we have already done episodes on just for the sake of not doing the same podcast again on those individual episodes. But we will kind of aggregate them together like that. And, you know, put that the what we will call the Cinefan list of twenty out there for you guys to probably, you know, look at and tell us or complain that we didn't put what one of your movies on there. And there I'm just letting you know there might be a reason specifically why movies were omitted because we might have already had them on ours. So just keep a lookout on that and We did debut or release the winning tattoo design for me. So I will keep you guys updated on that uh, for when I will get that tattooed because this might be in stages because this might end up being a fairly big piece on my back. So it's probably going to take up a big chunk of my back. So this might be in some phases because while I do have a lot of tattoos, I really suck at getting them. I don't handle pain well. So we might do this, you know, we'll, We'll keep it up in the air with some of that stuff. So keep an eye out for some video and pictures of that whenever uh, I do start working on that, which will be uh, within the summer. Most likely I will at least start on this guy. So keep an eye out on that. And as always, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is a Best Picture winner.
1: Don't tell my heart, my aching, breaking heart. I just don't think you understand. I up the the Ooh.
0: I don't think you got those words right. And because you yeah, said that made... you take another loss too.
1: Earl. Come on, man. I made that up.
0: You didn't make up all of it. And like I said, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus is an automatic loss. Well, I say that achy breaky heart is an automatic loss.
1: My winning record was still not happening.